0: Canada Conversations is brought to you by Deloitte Canada, helping you navigate the complex challenges your company faces through recovery and enabling you to thrive in the new normal. To learn more, visit Deloitte.ca. Hi,
1: everyone, and welcome to the December 11th, 2020 episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. Today, I welcome a new voice to the show, one that's keeping a keen eye on sales, demand, and inventory here in Canada. He'll tell us how December is shaping up, what's in store for the first quarter of 2021, and whether there will be a successful spring selling season next year, something the industry lost this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. All that and more when I speak with the President of America's Operation and Global Vehicle Forecasting at LMC Automotive, Mr. Jeff Schuster, on this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. Jeff, thanks for joining me on the show this week thanks for having me looking forward to our conversation yeah my pleasure um canadian november auto sales were down by about 10 percent over the same uh, month last year uh, what happened after such a uh, pretty good uh, third quarter what's been going on and what's changed
2: yeah well i think you've got a few things going on uh, clearly the the number and, and the uh, concentration of restrictions is um it's having, I think, an impact on, on overall sales momentum as, as we progress through the fourth quarter here. Um, but there were also fewer selling days than a year ago. So, you know, some of it, I think, is explainable from that as well. Um, even though it was down, to be honest, it the, the numbers outperformed our expectations slightly. So, if you know, if we're trying to find a little bit of good news in the numbers, maybe that's it.
1: And it is tough to find good news this day and age with everything that's been going on. But one of the sort of good news stories in terms of auto over here is that the retail market has sort of rebounded fairly well and showed some resilience. Do you anticipate that retail market staying strong in Canada in particular, or is it set to sort of hit a slide or a decline
2: moving forward? You know, I think right now the expectation would be to see some uh, similar performance as, as we round out the year and head into 2021. Um, you know, again, if, if we look at some of the, the you know the cases that are rising, you know, we're seeing it around the world, so it's certainly not something unique to Canada, but with the cases increasing, and then the, the response from government um, with restrictive lockdowns, uh, you know, we saw in Alberta, Manitoba, uh, you know, we're seeing it in Ontario as well, and expecting probably a little bit more. That's going to put some, uh, certainly, some headwinds on uh, on the consumer's ability to get not only to get to the dealership um, right now. You know, you're looking at appointment only in many cases. Um, I think all of that's going to affect December to some extent. But that being said, as you started the conversation, um, we have certainly seen a resilient consumer. Uh, an appetite to continue to purchase new vehicles. Um, so I don't think it's going away. We may have a little bit of a soft spot here as we end the year and, and uh, progress through the winter months. But I think, you know, the other good news story here is, um, the, the approval of the, at least the Pfizer vaccine, probably more to come. Um, so there, there is at least, uh, I think a little bit of light at the end of this tunnel right now.
1: And you touched on it. And I wanted to ask you that specifically. Um, Is there still an appetite for cars? Do people still want to buy cars? But the problem is... It's difficult to do so now because the government has said stay home or the government for example in Alberta has limited the number of customers that can be in a showroom or like you said Mm -hmm. in Ontario it's appointment only so is there still some pent-up demand that just hasn't been able to leave their home yet to make the purchase I just wonder if you have a sense of what people still want or are willing to buy moving forward it's just that they can't
2: you know I think there is um and it probably takes the shape of a couple of different um, options here. One obviously is those that it, it's a little more restrictive and more difficult to kind of go through that car purchase. Um, maybe they're at home working and they don't necessarily need to travel or, or the vehicle as much or, or the number of vehicles in the household. There could be a temporary delay going on there. I think that's affecting some consumers. You have others uh, certainly in the hospitality and service industry that's been hit pretty hard. Uh, just from an economic standpoint. So I think that's uh, having some impact, at least in the near term, until we, you know, we see those industries get back to work on a, on, on a more regular and scheduled basis. And then I think you have those that, that do and are interested in purchasing a vehicle. Um, you know, inventory has been leaning, so that's another factor. They may not be able to get the vehicle that they're looking for, the choice, you know, whether it's color options um configuration so i I think that is also having an impact here and probably will be with the
1: industry for a
2: few months yet to come
1: i was going to ask you about that is it, it you know next to the virus because it and everything it carries from lockdowns to sanctions to limits all that stuff aside from the virus is inventory the next biggest problem that the market faces right now and how big of a problem is it if that is a problem
2: I think it is. Um, I think it's, there's there's two things that I'd point to. One is certainly inventory. I'd say that's probably next in line. Um, so you have a couple things now when you look at inventory in Canada. One, inventory in North America is extremely lean. Um, there's right now, I, I think, uh, a tendency to, um, to, to at least funnel some of that or most of that inventory into the U.S. market right now. So I think that's affecting uh, the ability to get vehicles at dealerships in Canada to some extent. I I think that, on top of that, you you know, you also have a situation where um, you know you're you're essentially looking at um, affordability being a a pretty major issue, and this is something that has continued to be a trend uh, all the way through 2020 in the the COVID uh, pandemic. But it's something that was uh, showing its head last year and. Uh, you know, started to really affect, I think, purchase decisions. So I think those are all playing a role here. So, um, you know, consumers are, are, we're seeing a continued rise in transaction prices. Right now, incentives are down slightly because, um, mainly because of the inventory. So some of this is interrelated. But I think when you look at that combination and you press that um, into the pandemic uh, kind of headwind, and concerns, you know, you see, you tend to see some magnifying issues going on here. And I think that's what the market's dealing with as
1: well. I want to stick with inventory for a moment because something I noticed sort of anecdotally in November, there are still a handful of automakers that report their monthly sales. And what I noticed in November was sort of the low volume sellers, automakers like Subaru or Volvo or Mazda, they posted gains in November. They're still reporting and and there are smaller sellers, but they were posting uh, Gains, some of them double digit by percentage, but bigger automakers like Honda and Toyota suffered some double digit declines by percentage. Is there a way to explain that phenomenon? Is it inventory related? Is it price related? I just wonder what's going on there.
2: Yeah, I think I think you've got a little bit of, of all of that going on, and, and I think it's going to be on a um, uh, essentially on a brand by brand and even model by model basis. So you have some. Some models and some brands, uh, you know, maybe those that are that are coming from uh, from Japan or Korea, um, where the, the the lockdown or the shutdown period um, to constrain inventory wasn't as severe as it was in Europe, or wasn't as severe as it was across North America. So, um, in other words, they weren't shut down as long. So, so the uh, the restriction on inventory on, on vehicles imported from those markets uh, maybe is a little bit less. Um, I think you then also have the situation where, again, different brands are doing different and using different strategies uh, to generate sales if they do have inventory. So, um, you know, there's some that are using incentives more than others. Uh, There's, um, you know, other ways to get to get uh, and drive showroom traffic and in sales in general. I guess showroom traffic is not something that uh, is is is. As much as it used to be, but the, but the sales itself, I think, is something um, that is going to be brand and model specific. So there's some unique elements going on. I think when you look at those smaller uh, brands that, that are driving their their gains, we'll hear more from
1: Jeff Schuster after this short break.
0: The COVID-19 pandemic has had an unprecedented impact on the world's population and economy. Social distancing and self-isolation measures have taken consumers out of the auto retail market while concern over worker safety continues in manufacturing facilities globally. An increasingly distressed supply base is facing the potential for large-scale liquidity issues which may lead to increased M&A activity throughout the ecosystem. Significant uncertainty remains around the permanence of current consumer behaviors and the extent to which they will be able to re-engage with the sector. Through Deloitte's State of the Consumer Tracker series, we discuss timely data and trends and highlight key consumer insights. We also explore how behavioral preferences take shape over time to allow businesses to make strategic decisions in this dynamic market environment. The ongoing survey results are also available via an interactive dashboard, the Deloitte Global State of the Consumer Tracker. Check in every two weeks to explore new consumer insights and emergent trends.
1: Do you see online sales and transactions increasing? Because we saw Nissan Canada this week, uh, open a digital showroom, open coast to coast. You can sort of tour vehicles virtually. And then a few days later, Hyundai comes out and says they're offering at home test drives now to sort of restrict the contact that people have to make. Where do you see that online shift going? Can you know, is it like media where the online ad sales just took forever to reach even something close to print ad sales, or do online sales? Uh, ramp up quickly in the auto industry, or are we going to see it still be a person-to-person final transaction sort of mode of business?
2: You know, I think one thing that's coming out of the pandemic um, is uh, some of these convenience factors, um, and I'd almost equate it to to other online shopping. You know, we're all doing more online shopping than we did previously, and I think that translates into the, the vehicle buying experience as well. Uh, if you can, if you can do, you know, visit a, a virtual showroom, you can do a lot of your research. And consumers have been doing that anyway. They're doing, you know, these are smart consumers come that were coming into showrooms are doing all of that um, that pricing and and configuration research a, ahead of uh, going into the showroom, so they know what they want. Uh, if you kind of marry that with the the at home experience, where you can have a dealer bring a vehicle to test drive. Uh, or close a sale, you know, at your house. Uh, so, I, I think we're seeing these convenience factors, and that's something that consumers want. Um, will probably stay with us. Now, I, I think in the you know, once we're past the pandemic, you're probably looking at some sort of a hybrid. I don't think it's going to completely take over as far as online sales and uh, and, and delivery like that. But I think there's going to be a lot of consumers that that are uh, more interested in that and not having to go into the showroom and not having to you know, potentially wait for someone. Um, and I'd equate this to to any of the, the activities that you did previously. So, you know, whether it's, you know, a, a shopping, um, whether it's a doctor appointment, where now it, it, it's you have less of that wait and less of that unknown um, than you did before. It's, it's much more managed and controlled. And I think some of those are going to be with us after the pandemic.
1: We know a vaccine's coming. Um, you know vaccination started in some parts of the world this week uh, approval in canada uh, happened this week as well for the pfizer vaccine how does that affect the market and maybe more in particular how does that affect uh, consumer confidence does it give people the confidence to get back out there safely soundly even if they aren't vaccinated i think it would just sort of mentally tweak some folks to feel that the end is near i just wonder what a vaccine does to the market
2: no question, it does uh, give it gives that sense of hope, and I and I think that you know, again, that light at the end of the tunnel where this this is going to come to an end. Um, I think maybe sooner than some of us would have expected, uh, given given the news so far and how the uh, at least the approval for the vaccine is moving. I guess the rollout of that and the vaccinations is another story, but we'll have to progress through that. Um, so I think. I think what it does it certainly plays into the consumer psyche, and I think it gives them some optimism. Um, and, you know, it's again, it's going to depend on, on what consumer we're talking about. If you're out of work and, and the prospects aren't, certainly aren't going to be there for the next few months to go back to, to a steady income and, and normal uh, levels, then, you know, maybe that doesn't quite get you over that hurdle to be able to, to, to go and make that purchase. But I think the the overall level of of optimism and, and consumer confidence certainly increases, especially when we start to see that roll out of the vaccines.
1: Um, we we started with the CERB, um, the Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit. It's now moved to the, Canadian, the Canada Recovery Benefit, which allows qualified people to collect about 500, I think it's $500 a week for 26 weeks. Has Canada and its dealers or retail markets um, been the beneficiaries of what some people have said to me or described to me as a quote unquote artificial economy because these folks are making $2,000 a month but not at a job and it's going to run out. So what happens when those benefits run out? Is there a, a cliff ahead of us that we're maybe not paying attention to or do you think we transition smoothly back into a fairly decent
2: economy? I think it's a risk. Uh, there's no question; the risk is there. That that when the benefits run out, um, or or if it's not a you know a, a a smooth transition, or if the market isn't quite ready or vaccinated to get back to normal um, when these run out, then yeah, I think that you do have a possibility of a, of a potentially a stark pullback. I don't think we're going to see something. I don't think we're going to see you know, a market look like that. So I think it's been managed fairly well, at least. Uh, you know, even if these these consumers, um, you know, they may not be out purchasing purchasing vehicles, but they're surviving. Uh, and I think getting over that that last edge and in getting us back to something that resembles a a, a normal environment in a normal economy, um, yeah, I think you could argue that maybe there's some artificial uh, propping up. But but again, this this is something. This is how you respond to a pandemic like this. Uh, the economies would absolutely. Um, crumble if we didn't see something like this, and you have a lot of a lot of consumers um, potentially losing homes and, and having all kinds of issues um, with that if they didn't have any income coming in. So and again, it's not something that's unique uh, to Canada. Obviously, some of the programs are, but in the levels, um, but it's something we've seen all over the world. So I think the risk is always there, but I think generally. Um, at least so far, and i'd like to I'd like to think it's going to continue. This has been managed um, on a global basis, probably better than anyone would have expected in terms of uh, just keeping things operating, keeping manufacturing going, uh, you know keep keeping obviously the frontline workers um, as protected and and able to to serve the needs of of those that are sick.
1: I'm going to ask you to sort of play prognosticator now and, and look out and sort of forecast. First, in the s- somewhat short term, how do you see the first quarter playing out? January, February, March, what are we looking at here in terms of a automotive market in Canada? Do, do uh, fleet sales come back at all in that first quarter? And I just wonder what the retail market might look like in the first quarter. Yeah,
2: I think, you know, I think if, if we... If we kind of add December into that first quarter just from a trend standpoint, and I think sure. that's probably our, uh, our our area at most risk. Um, that being said, i you know, I don't believe we're going back to anything near what we saw in um, really the the end of the first quarter or the second quarter of, of this year. Um so I think things things are I think at most risk because we aren't gonna to have the full vaccine rollout. We're obviously seeing uh, cases rise. I don't think, um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not a doctor <laughs> or pretend to be one, but uh, or anyone in the medical field. But I don't think we're going to see cases disappear in the winter months. Um, so I, I, I think we're going to be with restrictions, maybe on and off uh, once once we get through the end of the year here. But I, we're, we're going to be with restrictions. Those are going to put constraints on uh, potentially on sales. That all being said, I don't think we're, uh, you know, we're not looking for a uh, bad first quarter. We're looking for kind of continued growth. There will likely be some um, further increases in fleet. I wouldn't expect to see a a complete rebound on the fleet market. Um, But inventory levels should start to improve to some extent as well. So I think those are some, uh, you know, some positives that could help drive uh, at least a, a stable level of demand. It's really second, third, and then fourth quarter that we would expect to see a little bit stronger of an increase um, as the year progresses next year. And I wanted to ask you about that second quarter
1: because that is the selling season, um, not just here, but in America as well. I mean, and, and we'd lost that spring and early summer selling season in Canada. Things started to shut down on or about March 15th and we lost those two, three months of sales. If I'm a dealer should I be looking forward to a successful spring and summer selling season at this point?
2: You know, I, I I believe so. I think we're, we're going to see, you know, again, if everything goes the way it's expected and obviously things can change, but I think we're going to see a pretty strong increase from the, the deep um, depressing levels we saw in, you know, the second quarter of, of this year. So, just to throw a number out there, we're looking for probably a second quarter in 2021 that's about 50% higher, you know, 40 to 50% higher than, than we were in the second quarter of this year. So at that point, you know, we're going to have a lot more indication on where we are in vaccinations. Uh, and I think, um, you know, starting to get into the spring and warmer weather, we should see some improvement overall. And uh, in case counts, I would hope at that at that stage as well. So I think there's reason to be optimistic, uh, but you know to throw that caution flag out there. I think it's also um, important to keep in mind the the need to keep monitoring and, and remain flexible in in, in business.
1: Jeff uh, great insight much appreciated great conversation uh, I look forward to talking to you again this is the first time we we've talked I, I hope I can give you a shout uh, in the future and, and talk things auto maybe in the new year
2: after the first quarter sound good absolutely I really enjoyed it and I have to talk it anytime. Uh you know this is uh, certainly something we're keeping a close eye on
1: all right I appreciate it thanks so much you got it take care we reach Jeff in Metro Detroit If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous shows on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. That does it for this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. We hope you'll join us next time. So long,
2: everybody.